0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the first Sunday in the Holy Fifty Days in which we celebrate the Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Resurrection of the Lord is our Resurrection as we say in the litany of the gospel, for you are the life of us all, the healing of us all, the hope of us all, and the resurrection of us all. What does it mean, the resurrection of us all? Jesus came and God took the human nature and He united the human nature with His divinity. One of the reasons of the Incarnation is to defeat death in the human nature, to abolish death as human being. And then He will give us this power. When we are one with Him, Then, we can abolish death. We can defeat the power of death and the power of grief. And, in this way, he is the resurrection of us all. And the resurrection, because we were under sentence of death. All of us, we were under the sentence of death. So, He came actually to give us life. Resurrection means moving from death to life. As we read in John chapter 10, I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So during the journey of these 50 days, the church takes us step by step. How his resurrection becomes our resurrection. How the resurrection of Christ becomes our resurrection. And the first step is to believe in him. Because if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then how his resurrection will be your resurrection. As you heard in the Gospel of today, And many signs the Lord performed in the presence of his disciples. But these are written. So St. John chose certain miracles, certain signs. These are written. That you believe, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. And then when you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, you will have eternal life. Faith is not everything, but as I said, it's a journey. In these 50 days, we will learn what are the things we need to do in order for his resurrection be our resurrection. So first step is faith. And the Church gives us today the example of Thomas. Thomas, he was one of the disciples. And he heard the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he was one of the twelve whom the Lord sent and told them, cast out demons, heal the sick. So he performed miracles in the name of Jesus. But on the Sunday of Resurrection, he was absent. So when the Lord appeared to the disciples, Thomas was not with them. So when he returned, they told him, Jesus appeared to us and we saw him. In spite of all the teaching and all the miracles that Thomas witnessed, as an eyewitness, but he doubted the Resurrection of Christ. And he said, no, unless I see him, and not only see him because he can be like just a spirit, I need to see him and to put my fingers, my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand in the side, in the place of the spear. To know that he is, he rose by his body, not just a spirit appeared to us. I will not believe. Then the Lord actually, to confirm his faith, appeared to him. But he appeared on the eighth day. Why? The Lord waited in order to confirm that Sunday is the day of Resurrection. So, we celebrate the Resurrection of Christ on Sunday by celebrating the Eucharist and to replace the Sabbath in the Old Covenant by the New Sabbath, which is Sunday, the Day of the Lord. Because the word Sabbath means rest. So, our New Sabbath our rest now is in the resurrection of the Lord. That's why he did not appear second day or third day, but he appeared one week on Sunday also. And that's why we call it the New Sunday. And the church celebrates Thomas Sunday as uh, one of the, major, uh, of the minor feasts of the Lord because he confirmed his Resurrection to the living. And he said to Thomas, come here, Thomas, put your finger in the print of the nails and put your hand in my side. And don't be unbelieving, but believe. And this was important because the disciples pre- will preach the Resurrection in the whole world What if one of them is doubting the resurrection of the Lord? But he told him, Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. And I think this generation in particular need to understand this word. Because the generation the contemporary generation, they actually exalt seeing more than believing. And they say, if we don't see, we cannot believe. If you cannot prove it to me scientifically, I cannot believe. And that's why atheism now is spreading. Because they want to apply the scientific method to the principles of faith. But the Lord is teaching us, blessed are those who believe without seeing, without seeing. Thomas was one of the disciples, and I cannot call him non-believer, he was a believer. So, not every type of faith will give us eternal life. So what are the different types of faith? I told you a few minutes ago, faith is required in order to enjoy the resurrection of Christ, for His resurrection to be our resurrection. So, maybe all of us will say, Thank God, who are believer, and who are in the church, who are believers. But I will discuss with you today there are different types of faith. And not all these types of faith can get us into the kingdom of heaven. And the first type is Thomas, Thomas faith. Thomas faith is based on seeing on the scientific method I want to see I want to put my finger into the print of his nails and put my hand into the side then I will believe this faith is not the christian faith this faith is not the faith that actually make the Resurrection of Christ your Resurrection. So blessed are those who believe without seeing. The second type of faith is the faith of Mary and Martha. And again I cannot call Mary and Martha, they are not believers or non-believers, they are believers. But let us examine their faith. Both of them said to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you were here, my brother would not die. So let us understand this. So they believe that Jesus Christ has power over sickness and has power over illness. And he can heal Lazarus. But since Lazarus now is dead, it's over. You cannot do anything. As if they are telling him, you don't have power over death. Yes, you have power over illness. You can heal him. But now he has been in the tomb for four days. There is a stench. That's why the Lord repeated several times to them if you believe you will see the glory of God as if the Lord said your faith is deficient your faith is not complete because you believe that the Lord can do certain things and he cannot do other things and sometimes we have the, the same faith if there is a big problem. We actually doubt that God would do anything about it. But we need to have the the perfect faith. Not only the faith of Mary and Martha, that God can do certain things but other things he doesn't have power over them. Because if this is so then he is not God. Also Another type of faith St. James spoke about is the faith of the demons. He said, do you believe that God exists? Even the demons believe and tremble. So demons believe in the existence of God. And the demons confessed that Jesus is the Christ the son of the True of of God. You remember when he healed uh, the mother-in-law of Simon, Peter? Then he healed many people who were sick and also people who were demon-possessed. That is the gospel that we pray in the 11th hour of Zegbe. And demons said, we know that you are Christ, the son of the living God so demons believe but this belief is not translated into action to live according to this faith they believe that Jesus is Christ the son of the living God but their faith is not actually validated by works. That's why St. James said, faith without work is dead. Faith without work is dead. And not only just works, but faith also without love has no value. In First Corinthians, chapter thirteen, then Paul said, "If I have the faith to move the mountains, faith to move mountains, but I don't have love, then it's nothing." And love, actually, that expressed toward God and toward others. Love that is sacrificial, love that is unconditional, love that is limitless. This is the love that actually God is expecting from us. And the last type of faith, actually any person in the world has a belief system even the atheists they believe in the non-existence of God so anyone has a belief system so any belief system, any dogma, other than Jesus is Christ the son of the living God and he rose from the dead For our salvation, any other faith is destructive, will destroy the person. I'm saying destroy him eternally. There is no salvation to such a person. As we read in John chapter 3, the last verse in in John chapter 3, it says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. Shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. That's why I said it is destructive faith. Faith actually will never grow unless you go through taking the risk of faith. What do I mean by taking the risk of faith? There are some commandments in the Bible from outside. looks risky. But unless you take this risk and to keep these commandments and then you see how God will deal with you and how God is faithful in his promises, then actually you will never grow in faith. Uh, for example, let me give you a story from the scripture. The widow at serpent site. Elijah went to her and told her, make me cake first. And she told him, all what I have, a small amount of flour and a small amount of oil, and that's it. But she actually took the risk of faith. She believed him. He is a man of God. And she made cake for him first. Because of this, actually, God blessed her. And the flour and oil did not finish until the famine was over. So by obeying the commandment of God her faith grew because now the faith is not what she heard about God but what she experienced by herself. There are commandments like giving, like helping others, like forgiving, like reconciliation, All these commandments comes with risk in it. How can I give and I am needy? How can I reconcile while this person hurt me? How can I forgive while this person doesn't love me? And so on. And with all these commandments, we actually follow our logic not following the commandment of God, which actually means there is lack of faith. Because if we believe without seeing, we will apply these commandments in our life. But we are reluctant to take the risk of faith to apply these commandments in our life. Saint Paul actually in his letter to Romans He explained something very important. He told us that Abraham, when he went to offer his son Isaac, he believed that God actually will give him Isaac back. And St. Paul explained it how. He said, Abraham said, if God was able to create from the dead womb of Sarah, and from my deadness as old man, he was able to create Isaac, then even if if I offer Isaac a sacrifice, God actually will raise him from death. That's why he went, he went without any reluctance to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And as he believed, God gave him Isaac back and he returned it back to his home with Isaac. We need to be willing to take the risk of faith if we want our faith to grow. But if we are following our logic, our mind and we only keep the commandment of God when it makes sense to us then our faith will never grow in the first commission the lord sent the disciples and he told them take nothing with you don't take money don't take silver don't take gold nothing and when they returned he asked them a question when i send you Did you need anything? And all of them said no. Because they trusted God. They had faith in Him. That when He told them, take nothing with you, He will provide. He will provide. And we we see one like Saint Anthony the Great. He sold everything. And he went to live in a desert, not worrying how he can provide for himself. But God actually provided for him, and he took care of him. The same for St. Paul, the first hermit. The same for everyone who, were, who took the risk of faith. If you, want, if you want your faith to grow, you need to obey the commandment of God without questioning. If God said so, then my part is to obey Him. And when I obey God without questioning Him, my faith will grow. Many things, many signs Jesus has performed, but these were written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. And this believing will grant you the eternal life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.